0: Burrow.com slash
2: Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep,
0: yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere.
1: Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Core. That's right, it's Core, talking about video games, the industry, the games we play, everything in between. Uh, For those watching live, Bo's got a a strobe light thing going well it's not that that's not what it's called crystal uh dance ball it's like
1: a disco light disco it's ball. A light ball but go. it's a disco ball thing yeah
0: it brings us all back to a time where all of us were either too young or not alive yet
1: it reminds me of those like 14 year old dances you go to where they have all the smoke and they're playing uh that guns N' roses song november rain and mm. you're like dancing with someone but you're mm-hmm. not sure what you're doing and yeah you know. Those were good times. And it's so- cold November Yep, for
0: me it was um, "Forever Young" by Alphaville. That was uh-huh. the one. That's what I see when I see your lights flashing, and yeah. I see everybody so- d- dancing slowly to Alphaville's "Forever Young." You know the one. You know the song.
2: I want yeah. to be forever. they use that in movies a lot i feel i feel like that must be a a commonality because Mm -hmm. i see that a lot in movies
0: in fact so if you guys want to know what it felt like for me to be in high school like exactly go watch gross point blank again that whole movie is about somebody who graduated the year i graduated and is going back for their 10-year anniversary or the 10-year reunion at the same 10 year i would have had and when when um uh, John Cusack gets to the high school for the reunion. They're playing music from their time. When he walks in there, that's high school right there. Like they captured it. It's so hardcore. And I'm pretty sure forever young is playing at some point in that movie, but I might be confusing that with Napoleon dynamite, which also used it at a dance. So yeah. it's entirely possible. I've conflated those, but the point is well,
2: not to mention the time that they killed somebody using only a microwave, right? And that there's also that, <sighs>
0: No, that was a TV. You mean the grocer killing? When he when he killed uh
2: Oh yeah. Was it a TV? It was a TV. I thought he said something in a microwave and it blew everything up.
0: Oh maybe. That's po- oh yeah, at the at the at the convenience store where they had a Doom yeah. arcade machine. Oh. It oh, was fake. Yeah. It's not real. They never made one, but there's an arcade machine in there that says Doom on the b- banner, and there's a kid with headphones playing Doom, uh, original Doom, while Kuzak and the Hitman are having like a fight inside of this 7-Eleven thing. And the way he wins is putting explosive something in the, I want to go watch that movie like right now. I love that movie so much. (laughs) I haven't seen it. Maybe I should watch it. Oh, it's so good. Let me tell you this. I'll say this. You'll never see, in my humble opinion, and Mm -hmm. this is a hard thing to say because there's a lot of things I like him in, but I have never seen anything I like Dan Aykroyd in more than this. Oh, he's awesome. So so great. He uh, plays, he plays a a rival hitman called grosser (laughs) and he's crazy. He's so good. You'll walk away. I'm telling you, I'm promising you this right now. You have my sincerest guaranteed promise that you're going to enjoy gross point blank. I'm
1: going to make a note of it in my calendar.
0: Okay. Imagine John Hughes, like, you know, uh, breakfast club, John Hughes movie. No, but imagine that, that kind of filmmaking. Mashed with the way Tarantino might make a movie. That's what this oh. is. It's so good.
2: Yeah. It's, it's so like good. a John Hughes movie, but people kill each other. Yeah.
1: It. i love
0: okay. it. I just love that movie so much.
2: <laughs> and you got so John, weird.
0: you got John and Joan Cusack in the same movie, which is always fun to see siblings uh, hanging out. Anyway, 1997's fantastic film sold <laughs> gross point blank, which has nothing to do with video games except for that doom machine. So we're going to get right to it. All right. I got caffeine in me and I'm excited. So we're going to talk about a thing. Uh, Right before I went out on vacation last week, which is why we didn't have a show. Sorry, everybody who uh, missed the show or missed us or whatever. We missed you. I missed you all. I really did. These guys all played Jackbox games and made me jealous. But I was at a a getaway with my wife, and that was also nice, which is also something worthy of jealousy. And uh, anyway, we had a lot of fun. and It was great. But the whole while, uh, there was a little piece of me that was going, oh, man, your brand new Xbox Series X is just sitting under your TV, not being used right now. Like, you got it. You had it for a day and then you left town and then you're you're not going to get to see this thing for seven days. But since then, I got back and I played it a ton. John got his Xbox Series X and we t- t- discussed that a little bit on our previous, previous episode. And you had barely gotten it then. So now we've got some time, right? A little bit of time has passed. Uh, gotten our feet wet, kind of trying to understand uh, Microsoft's ecosystem, what their plans are for that thing, what's available now, what's coming, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I have to say, now I know a lot of people just say this because they they buy a thing and they automatically like the thing they bought Uh, quite often. There's a bias there. But I really like this device. It's solid. uh, Like the actual device itself is a really well-made industrial design device and doesn't feel like flimsy plastic or something that will overheat or any of that stuff it feels like a like a quality well-made thing and it sits perfectly right where i want it to sit it's not nearly as big as everybody says um we've talked about all that stuff so we can pass get past that and just get right to the experience of playing it i have to say after spending some time kind of bouncing around game pass and just trying to decide what to play and everything um I am blown away, utterly, completely blown away. And remember, I played this on PC with you guys and it looked great then. I am blown away with how good Gears 5 looks on this thing. And mm. maybe it's because I'm running this on a UHD-capable television at 120 hertz. Um, but also, they put out a version of the game for the X as part of Game Pass that is, uh, not revamped, but up-resed, up up-gaged, up-whatever, better textures for the device. So for the new console and it incorporates some, uh, ray tracing as well. And I am telling you, I've never seen a better looking video game in my life. And it's just gears. I mean, I understand like, I'm not talking about the tone of the story or the, you know, everyone's got big armor and everyone's all tough or whatever. Like that's, that's just gears, but gears five in unreal engine five. I think they're using five. Uh, looks insane it looks insane it is so pretty and moves so nicely running at 4k running at 60 frames plus per per second uh per frames per second no problem no slowdown no chug nothing um it's crazy to me how good that game looks in in that format and again you know when you and the three of us were playing this a bit on PC a while back uh like a year ago when it came out and it looked good there. No no qualms or whatever. This just looks a lot better. And I don't know why. I've looked at it. I've come back on here on PC. And I don't see. It looks good on PC still. But it looks great over there. Now it's a first party game. You know, they get to tweak their own stuff any way they want to. You know, third party games uh, may vary in terms of their quality or their frame rates or whatever. But it blew my mind. So that was my big Uh, one of my big takes on this thing was how amazing gears five looks and again it's a tv with uhd and you know oled and blah blah blah, like a really nice tv that makes everything look super nice really good blacks and all that um and so you know i don't know There, there some of that's at play but very impressed i also will say that uh i haven't watched like a physical media disc in a long time so i decided to put guess what movie in there john if you had to guess what did i put in there
2: Mad Max Fury Road. Damn straight. Mm
0: -hmm. First thing I did, took black and chrome, uh, except I did the color version. Put it in. (laughs) because <laughs> it's a two disc set you get two it comes on the same okay. thing sorry it's confusing okay. I don't I understood
2: it eventually but it was like decided to watch empire strikes back it ended up being return of the jedi but put in you know empire strikes back
0: no this was like the full the, the version i have on blu-ray is is they they have the black and white, black and chrome thing that they did, version of the movie, the edit of that movie, and then they have the color one on the other <laughs> disc. So I don't know why I brought that up, but I watched Mad Max Fury Road and it's full glory and it looks insane and played great and no problems there. So and it didn't overheat. and There's no fan going...
2: Ah, the whole time you're trying to play, <laughs> <laughs> I hate
1: that. That's I what, hate it too. <laughs> you did an impression of my actual computer. Yeah, that's so what
2: my PS4 sounds like after about five minutes. It's just all of a sudden it's like, are the jets flying overhead? Yep. What's going on over here? Yeah, I had the same yep. thing
0: with my one of the 360 models. I had it was really loud. One and the PS4, PS3 was really loud. My my PS3 sounded like a freaking plane taking off. This is just dead quiet. I hear similar things about PS5. Nice, quiet new consoles. I like that a lot. Um, Anyway, blown away by that. So then I thought, well, what other stuff in here is like Series X and S ready? Like what what have they done first or third party here to to get us going? And I remembered, oh, yeah, No Man's Sky is supposed to be all upgraded and stuff. I don't know if the PC version is yet.
2: They did. Did they? Okay. So So uh, if you are on ultra settings on the PC, you were seeing the up for next-gen consoles version of the game.
0: Okay, very cool. That's good to hear. When did they do that? Is that in the last couple of days and I just missed it or something? Or that, probably? Was was the,
2: that was the launch day for the Series X. Oh. They launched simultaneously. All right,
0: I missed all that. Well, I'm glad I checked it out because that looks amazing. I'm sure it looks mm-hmm. just as good on a maxed-out PC as well. I haven't tried it there since the changes, but looks beautiful, runs great, just milky, smooth frame rate. I'm probably going to sit on the couch and play a lot of that game again. Um, then the one, the, here's the other nice thing. That game doesn't depend so much on your progress. Like you, it's fun to do new runs in it. Um, because everything's kind of new every time, you know, new planets, new systems, new whatever. So it doesn't bother me at all to not have a shared save on that. Cause I have it on steam and I have progress on a save or two, but I don't care. Like I, it's, I'm not precious about that save the way I would be an RPG or something so hopping in on the couch and just playing no man's sky feels great it's it's rad and it comes with game pass right now so it's not costing me anything extra to play it so anyway loving that that looked great uh the other big jump out for me was uh, gears tactics is very fun on the console very fun couch xcommy turn-based stuff happening there again was already on pc but here it is there looks good they added um Again, some features that the console takes advantage of, including frame rate, resolution, and ray tracing. So that's all looking good. And then the other big surprise for me was a game that was originally for um, VR. It debuted on PlayStation VR and then eventually ended up on PCs. Epic Game Store had it first. I think it's in other places now. But Tetris Effect has been a pretty big hit since it first landed in 2019 or 18, whatever it was. And... Um, My problem with that game was never that I didn't want to play it or any other issues. I just didn't want to always have a headset on to play it. And this version that they made called Tetris Effect Connected, which I believe is exclusive, at least for now, to the Xbox Series X and S, uh, is great. It's just great, dude. Giant, freaking, loud, cool, badass Tetris business going on, and now it's two-player. Whee! so i can play with my wife and have her get mad at me so there's that
2: <laughs> <laughs> i love tetris effect that game was phenomenal so good i i really loved it music yeah. was great visuals were great that was a fantastic just chill on the couch game
0: well the good news is this brand new version with the two-player mode and the fully intact single-player mode is is just as nice and again on a giant screen with your butt on the couch it's it's, it's a slice of heaven I also synced an Xbox one controller to the device. So then I've got two controllers going and it's seamless. No problem. Works great. I mean, there's differences in the controller, but if you're playing with somebody in co-op or doing something else, it's no big deal. Like their D pads slightly different, uh, other, and there's no share button on the older controller, but other than that, it's pretty much kind of a similar experience. So really enjoyed all of that. Um, But yeah, my experience so far with the X is pretty strong. Uh, I don't really have an exclusive to talk about because there isn't one at launch that's significant. I mean, other than stuff that like Gears was an exclusive console launch for this console, not the one at the time the PC version came out first, which is a little unusual. So there's that. But I don't know if that really counts.
2: There's there's a decent chance that a lot of people are in the same boat that... I was in, which was, you know, maybe you were a big Xbox 360 person and then, you know, choosing between the Xbox one and the PS4, you went PS4 and now you're going back to Xbox with the Series X and like all those Xbox one games. Maybe those are all brand new to you, yeah. um, it, you know, if you didn't have a PC that could play it. And I think, Scott, would you agree with me on this? Because this is kind of what I said last week, and I feel even more strongly about it this week, which is, yeah, there's no console-exclusive game, but I don't know if I've ever had a new console that I booted up and just went... Oh my gosh, what am I going to play? I got so much I could play. Like yeah. I just felt like I instantly had this insanely huge library instead of well, I'm going to play one of the two games I got with the console and that's what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah, this is a that's a marked difference this time around, which is again my main motivator for even getting it was this is I believe if not the future of gaming, this model, I mean, I'm not saying Microsoft alone. Sony could easily adopt this model moving forward, but This model of gaming is the future, and if not everyone else's future, it's definitely mine. It's like how I like to play. I don't want to, I love to sit down to a new game and play it and beat the hell out of it. I'm doing that with Valhalla right now on PC. I love it, blah, 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 but I don't, most of the time what I like to do is go, I'm in the mood for something, and Tetris is going to scratch that itch right now. Or I'm not in the mood for that. I want to go play multiplayer shooters, which I did. I went and played Gears multiplayer for a while. By the way, there are still ple- tons of people playing that game. And I did all right. <laughs> I did okay nice. there. We just played team deathmatch and stuff, but it was really fun. Anyway, I wouldn't mind playing more of that again, but um, the experience, oh, this is the thing I want to speak to. The experience of logging into these games that I already had on Game Pass on PC and been playing for 10 months or whatever, in some cases, when I got in and chose my profile, which is just a, you know, a single A button click away, all the saves just are there. Like it just says, oh, OK, we see you've played this sync done. That's a little like playing on multiple steam machines, I guess. And wow. it's so simple. I didn't have to think about it. I don't have to copy anything weird. don't have to do anything weird at all. It just works. And I really appreciate that. Um, and all that stuff's very snappy. There's no real waiting for that sort of thing. Um, all this quick resume stuffs working really well, including those EA games on EA Play. I fired up your uh, your Lost Jedi Monkey Boy Redhead Man Saves the World game.
2: Uh-huh. what's that? that was called? it weird that you remembered that title? Final, I didn't think about it.
0: Final <laughs> Judgment of the Jedi. Jedi's final day. What is it?
2: Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen
0: Order. <laughs> so I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order, and. Even those games, I'm pausing, going back to the main menu, playing something else and then saying, all right, I'm going to go back to Jedi game and it just resumes right where I was and it's nearly immediately and it's as if I never left. That kind of stuff's working out really great. By the way, that game looks insane. Um, I also downloaded three sports games because sometimes I like those. So I'm playing a little bit of hockey, NHL 20. I'm playing, or I guess it's, yeah, NHL 20. I'm playing a little FIFA 20. Uh, 21's not out yet for this console. And, oh, I downloaded Madden, but I haven't tried it yet. But once in a while, I like it, just a sports game. And those look really great. Again, those are, you know, known quantities and they're on other consoles and other stuff. But it's, John's right. The sheer choice of like, holy crap, I've just walked into a library and I can pull off the shelf whatever I'm in the mood for. Literally an arcade. Yeah, kind of. And I'm paying 15 like, bucks to get into that arcade, but not every visit every month. That's pretty yeah. damned affordable.
1: Yeah, you, and you it's know? like it's not unless you were rich enough when you got your console to like pat like buy 10 or 15 games for some reason. It's never been the case. I always get one or two. It's a really great feeling just to have all these options and to to try them all. It's I realize the subscription has been around before, but this is the first time something's launched where you have. You know how you're worried? I think we mentioned it before that Xbox didn't have a flagship launch and that Mm -hmm. was going to be a problem like Mm -hmm. PlayStation seems to. Right, Does not feel like a problem anymore? Does it? It doesn't feel like a problem
0: to me, no. In fact, if anything, like suddenly Gears 5 feels like a brand new video game that I just bought. It feels that new and that interesting. And even though that thing moved over my saves, I'm like, I'm going to go fresh through this campaign. I'm just going to relive the whole
2: thing. I want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales. Of course. I do. I haven't purchased it on the PS4. Uh, they're not doing the thing where if you buy it on the old generation, you get it on the new generation. So that's a little unfortunate, you know, in my opinion. But um, I, if I absolutely can't wait any longer, I'll get it on the PS4. I do want to play it. It's certainly appealing, but like... I, I, that was the deciding factor for the console for me, is I wouldn't trade all this other stuff I'm getting for that at this point.
0: At this one you know, p- point, yeah.
2: I get maybe it. down the line, yes. You right. know, There's certainly games coming out on PS5 I'm excited about. The controller sounds awesome. Everybody I know who got the PS5, I'm not seeing a lot of buyer's remorse, although I did see one very specific example in our Discord of someone saying there's crapped out on them. But that seems to be an outlier, not yeah. a there's a couple of a cases. Thing, this but.
0: happens almost with any kind of like electronics revision. You know, you always hear the stories about somebody bricking something or a hard drive break or whatever. And there have been some anecdotal stuff with PS5 where, um, who was it? Jeff Gersman, I guess, is on his third. Um, so that's a high profile one. And he worked directly with Sony to get the replacements because they were like anxious oh, to have high profile guy not have broken PlayStation Fives and Yeah, the second one crapped. and I think he's on the third. I think I I have that right. Um, But anyway, you know, I don't think this is Red Ring of Death level. Not even close to that. It's probably closer to what I have with my PS1. My first PS1 died after four hours of use back in 96 or 7. And I had to take it back to the mall and get another one. And then it was fine for the duration of the generation. So, John, you're right. It's, you know, outliers be damned. I haven't heard a lot of complaints about any of that stuff on the Microsoft side, though. That seems like there's a pretty strong consensus that this thing is pretty industrial, like it's it's built like a truck for a reason and I I personally appreciate that because it just feels like it's not going to break um, but yeah you're right, like I want to play Miles Morales I want to play the eventual God of War follow up, I want to play these exclusive games that are only going to be there in theory, maybe they, maybe they will loosen their PC strings up a little bit, I don't know there's a lot of talk about that but I think there's going to be an enormous, an already enormous pressure on Sony to find an answer to the value proposition. In the chat room, I said proposition again, so go ahead and take a drink. Everyone says they have to drink when I say proposition, so I'm going to say proposition, 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 proposition. Now you're all drunk. You're, Get you're good welcome.
2: and sloshed.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're all stoned now because of me. But anyway, they want to provide that same kind of value in some way. It's got to be more than PS Plus. It just has to be more than that. That thing is not enough. Um. I mean, Microsoft started getting equivalent with the Games for Gold thing. That's that's basically Plus, and it's included in Game Pass, plus EA Play, plus all these games, plus the 360 backlog. Like all of these games, plus third party games, it's really hard to say that that if if Sony doesn't eventually have an answer for that, that's bad for them. I really truly believe that. If they do find an answer for it, and it's equivalent to the point of swaying people, then that's huge for Sony because. You've got that plus these amazing exclusives. Microsoft's aiming to be the place full of exclusives, and they're making acquisitions and buying up developers and building out games to do that, but that stuff's not there. They're basically where Sony was early in the PS3 cycle where they were trying to build that stuff out and buying new studios and establishing what would become basically the story of the PS4's success, which was huge, successful you know, standalone games that only you could get on that platform. So I think there's big pressure on Sony and I hope they respond to it in, in the best possible ways for gamers so that I do want to end up with that console as well. Because right now, I just, like you said, right now, getting all that it gives me for $15 a month versus what I'd have to get out of two games, 70 bucks a piece, it's just no comparison. Like, it's not even close to me. So, and this is somebody who did not invest in the Microsoft or in the Xbox ecosystem, not even once during the last generation. I never bought an Xbox one. The closest I got was an Xbox one controller for my PC. And that's as close yeah. as I got. Cause there's, you know, high compatibility with that thing. And I thought it would be a good thing to have. And it was, but I didn't buy into their, their previous thing. Their, their plans sucked in my opinion. And Sony's just was better. I think Microsoft is hungry. Now we've talked about it a million times. And to me, the two sales pitches aren't even comparable again at this stage. Give it some time. Maybe that'll change.
1: Price is right. And the quality of games are there too, right? Yeah.
0: And that's the yeah. other thing. I didn't even talk, you know, like I got, I paid, I just got the console, you know, raw, I raw dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, whereas, you did. whereas John did the, John, you're doing the monthly thing, right? The pay it down yeah, for two years thing.
2: pay, pay. I think it's $35 uh, a month, and that pays for my Series X, but it also pays for my Game Pass. So right, so that's all that's included, included in the and
0: by the end, yeah. you're going to spend 60 bucks less than I did overall, um, yeah. which is crazy they even did that with no interest. But those those are valuable. It's a valuable thing that they presented, and I just don't know how you compete with that just yet mm-hmm. except re- on the strength and on the back of a really strong first-party history at Sony.
1: And so this is
0: so interesting, isn't it? This is going to be so much fun to watch the next
1: 8 years or so. Well, it makes me wonder what else they got up their sleeve because it seems to me this reads as a strategy that the biggest goal is not to make a ton of money or to have the best games although they're doing all of that. It's to get the boxes in, in as many households globally as possible. Mm-hmm. And they're basically giving it away like, you know, with the $35 a month and you know yes you're paying a little more for the box this time around but paying a sub to get the games is not expensive you just got to get over that one hurdle of buying it and you're done yeah basically yeah. you know it's, it's super great and and that's a great pitch for parents they don't want to have want have the hassle of knowing which games to buy here's your Xbox there you go we'll pay the subscription for here's a year of subscription done you know or get shovel the lane way and I'll pay you an allowance that'll uh you know pay for your subscription kind of thing
0: well so. there's some concern that i've ruined my nephew's life let me tell you how i did it so <laughs> kim's sister Well, that's just <laughs> <is> taking a <laughs> turn kim, kim, <laughs> kim. it sounds like it came out of nowhere but i promise it's related kim's sister came to to kim and said hey um the boy wants a playstation 5 and we can't find one anywhere does scott know anything about what how we can get one And so, Kim comes to me and says, hey, Sarah wants to know this. And I said, oh, well, has she considered an Xbox? Not that it will help her find one, because they're also extremely hard to find. Um, As far as I know, just as hard. But have you talked to her about what that thing is and how it'll work? She goes, well, I don't really even know. And I said, well, tell her this. And I just laid out some simple stuff, like if you get the PlayStation, which he really wants, because that's what he's had, right? So, he doesn't know any better Then. She's gonna buy the console for five hundred bucks. She's gonna buy Miles Morales for another seventy. She's gonna buy, but uh, bug snacks or something else for another seventy. Uh huh. Um, and and I said, or she's going to either spend five hundred and then just fifteen dollars a month, and then there's a million games for him to play. Or she's gonna buy this whole thing that I just sold, sold or told her about, but do it at twenty five a month or thirty five a month, depending on the console. And that this many games are available. All the Microsoft first-party stuff will always be there. Third-party stuff comes in, stays for a real long time, and is discounted on the way out in case you want to keep it if they leave. Um, Some of the third-party stuff is staying in perpetuity because they have deals with Microsoft. Like, I tried to explain this in a real simple way as best I could because it is a little complicated sounding if you're just used to buy machine, put in game, play game. You know what I mean? This Mm -hmm. is different than that. Uh, But... She was like, "Oh, we're not getting a PlayStation. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this." Oh, yeah. and, and that and it now, appealed
2: um, to the parent.
0: Yeah, that's, that's where it was. And here's the problem: I think she, he's probably going to be ticked because <clears throat> they saw the value. He's not going to uh, see that. He's going to go, "Yeah." We're, 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 then, but then, see, this is the other thing. I was but
2: just I want to play Spider Man. I don't care that I have 700 games. Where's my Spider Man? But
0: 90% of what this kid does on there is play Fortnite with his friends. And so is the other thing Fortnite I said was, on there.: Yeah, and I said, Fortnite's on all of these, and they all and Fortnite, in particular is cross-platform. People on phones are playing against people on consoles, playing against people on PC. So it doesn't matter what he's playing it on, mm-hmm. except for, I guess, the built-in sort of friending ecosystems that each console is going to have on its own, but playing with your friends and against them is still you know 100 percent possible. And so anyway, that's probably what they're going to do. If you're the one that's like not the gamer. And you're just trying to make the best money choice. How how could you not how could you deny this? Like, to me, it's just that simple math for it's gonna be very simple math for a lot of people. I also think it will deliver on the games front, which is why I'm 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 in on this thing. But just just from a like grandma at the store standpoint, if they start to calculate it and go, now wait a minute, if I get him that one, that's gonna cost me Six hundred dollars just for one game. Plus, it's just a single controller over here. I could get a monthly thing. Maybe buy an extra controller, but I don't even have to walk out of here with games because there's like a million of them already. We're doing that. You know what I mean? Like you just see.
1: And everyone, everyone knows. Everyone understands Netflix. So that's a quick. It's Netflix, but for video games. Like oh, I get it. Lots of movies. Like yeah. So if anything, Microsoft,
0: Microsoft's like (laughs) drafting on the on the Netflix model working and having worked for a decade and more so that people are used to this model and they go, Oh, also it's like Netflix like that. That's, that's really benefiting them.
1: (laughs) And Netflix is easy and wonderful to log in and browse movies for and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a good Netflix and the services like it, I think are well-regarded overall throughout the world. So this is just, this is the move. This is the, uh, this is a big power slam or whatever. Power bomb? Like power you know, stop basically power bombing Sony at this point. At a this little bit. Time.
0: And honestly, it's yeah. almost all they could do. And we've said this before, but what else are they gonna do? That last generation mm-hmm. was a wake up call for them and they had to do something drastic. This feels drastic and calculated and smart and should work uh as a way to really revitalize and make things very competitive again, uh, without such a giant gap in leadership. But Sony doesn't go down without a fight. They will probably respond in kind. That's what's great. Competition breeds, you know, trying to get the customers the most happy. So I have no doubt that Sony will, will you know, th- what this, this console generation probably looks different in three years from a lot of perspectives. I'll bet Sony has a, has a whole new plan for how they can try to compete with this, again, this sort of Netflixy model thing.
2: Well, and you've already got Phil Spencer out there saying, yeah, Sony's PS5 controller is amazing, incredible, I love it, it's a game changer, like, that's the terminology he's using, he's like, this is a game changer, he says it's on video game manufacturers to learn from what they did with this controller, because this is the future, yeah. like, he, and and he's gushing about it, he's like, yeah, we, what they did pushed everything forward, and we need to adapt, And, I mean, he's not shy about it. He says, in much the same way our Game Pass has done. And, Mm. you know, he knows what to be proud of on his end, but he also can see the areas that other companies are are going. Whether that means it's something that Microsoft adapts. Maybe there's a, a new Series X controller that comes out at some point that takes some of this technology and puts it in it. Maybe there isn't, but you know, it'll be very interesting to see what they learn from each other. Because while they are still competing, they're competing in two completely different ways, right. which really changes the landscape as they go forward. Because it's no longer just about, well, you have this game and and we don't.
0: Right, and it and it does more firmly put all three big names in video games in a position that I that I think I like them in. I like them in their weird niche spaces where they where they're where they're strong and and then doing well where they're strong and the switch and nintendo they don't care about the console wars they care about people buying nintendo products and so that they're competing if anything almost against themselves and they're off here doing their thing and it's great and it's they've never been more successful than they are right now they're killing it um sony uh, assuming that's what they keep doing, will rely on their on their first-party stuff, which will be AAA, top-tier, top-shelf content that will just necessitate people having to get that box. And Microsoft is investing in this whole other thing. So in a weird way, it's like the first time I can see these three very distinct entities instead of three boxes all fighting for the same money. They're now three boxes that you'd have a hard time turning down at least two of them because... This one's going to offer this amazing portable experience and, you know, Nintendo first party. And this one over here is going to be the Netflix of gaming. And this one over here is going to give me AAA adult driven games that that never, you know, that are always amazing and top tier. Like I, I like that they're all digging in in their little space and it's not just, okay. everybody, the same starting line. Okay, the same race. Okay, the same specs. Like I like it when things are spread out a little bit. It's just more fun to more fun to be a part of that, I think. Anyway, Xbox Series X, it's a thing. Nobody has a PS5 here yet. So sorry, everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, my mom's trying to get one. So I might get to play one at some point. Oh, nice. I don't know why she wants one so bad. Yeah. I think because she has the PS4, and so her logical next step is kind of what you said. I need a PS5 now. Because I told her the value proposition, and she's like, well, we just want to play card games. (laughs) I was like, well, you don't even need a new console to play card games. In fact, you don't even need a video game console to play card games. You could just get cards. Yeah, But she seems very set on a PS5, so... Well, maybe she saw something up... she
1: liked, and it's only available on PS5. <laughs> I,
2: d- I don't know. Cribbage I don't... <laughs>
1: Unlimited or something like that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I didn't see any ads for card games that made her go, well, it has to be the PS5, but that's... Uh, to well, be what's, her, her what's her poison of
1: choice? Is she a bridge player? Is it Canasta?
2: I don't know. She won't even say. I'm just like, well, what do you want to play? Card games. What? Uh, okay. Do, Carts, do you need a console Uchre. for that? But.
1: Rummy. Gin
0: Rummy, yeah, could be. I like gin, not the drink, the game. But yeah, like, uh, you know, I would probably, obviously she's going to do whatever she's going to do, but it seems like you'd actually have potentially more card games available on the Xbox thing, because you're going to have the same marketplace choices for third-party stuff, right? And yeah, I don't know, that's a weird thing. Getting a it brand does new give
2: me access to a PS5. So oh, yeah, yeah. I have argued with her but I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm if she pushes back I'm like, all right, well, you win. You've argued, but I'll... you haven't
1: argued argued. I understand. <clears throat> Here, right. Here's what you can do is you could actually swap it out. Is there card games on the Xbox?
2: <laughs> just switch the console when she's not paying yeah. attention. Yeah, just
1: bring the Xbox over, take the PlayStation, play your Miles Morales and then switch it back and Sure. No, one, no one's the wiser? I feel like yeah, Bo, I I think feel that's Bo's on like, There I was a weird smart. update to the PlayStation. It had Xbox all over. What does that mean? <laughs> this <laughs> Anyways, controller feels weird. Yeah, this is controller is <laughs> different.
0: I love that idea. But uh, yeah, you'll have to listen to how it goes. My daughter, uh, similar thing. Her whole life is based on where can she play the next God of War? Because first, this first new one blew her mind so much.
2: It was really, really good. It's
0: completely like just embraced everything about it. And so she's like, wherever the next one of those is, that's where I'm playing it. And so she doesn't care about anything else. So if my daughter ends up with a PS4, then that's how I'll cheat and uh sneak in whatever. But yeah. I still don't want to go spend 70 bucks for their first party games like that.
1: Now I'm spoiled. It annoys me because I'm
2: <laughs> you're rem- like, oh, I got to buy games. What is this world? Well, because well, we don't I, buy games I, anymore. I
1: I have a question. Is just how many games are available on the Xbox subscription that PlayStation is asking to play full price for.
0: Well, if you're talking for well, so all the first party stuff from Microsoft is on game pass. So that right there. So for example, if you wanted to play Forza seven, which is their top end car simulation unit, you're, you don't have to go buy that game for 70 bucks. But if you want to go play the new, uh, Gran Turismo, when it comes out, you're going to pay 70 bucks for that thing. Like they don't have a model where their first-party games are a subscription-based access model, and and having that be available to you in perpetuity as long as you're subscribed. Their Plus system right now is just, hey, there's a few games that we're going to give away for free every month, and it's a mix of like small third-party indie games. Sometimes a decent game will show up that's like pretty big, but they're always a couple years old. Like it's not the same uh, by any stretch. And then on the on the Game Pass side. It's not just Microsoft games that are at launch available. There are plenty of third-party games. I mean, how many times on the show have we said, oh, I really want that new Carrion uh, indie game. Uh, I'm going to just pay 20 bucks here on Steam. Wait a minute. Maybe it's on Game Pass. Oh, shit, it's on Game Pass. Like, it just happens all the time. So as long as they keep that up and acquisitions like Bethesda and other stuff, it seems like it's going to be hard to deny the value again. The value. That's the value, man. The value. The value. I'm not going to say proposition. Oh, I just did. Yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, <laughs> got some uh, good news, I think, in, in the news outside of all this. Uh,
1: the hitman people, uh, the people that made sorry, the Sorry, Scott. I just got to say, don't, don't let Dwight Schrute get under your skin. Oh, he's. he's a, <laughs> <laughs> I want all the listeners to know, he's, it's Dwight. He's, he's worrying about what Dwight thinks.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit like. <laughs> don't the, even do that. The Dwight types we shouldn't <laughs> worry about,
1: should we? We really love shouldn't. you, Dwight Schrute, but you know, do you really, you don't really, you don't love him. Oh, I'm sure it's not really Dwight Schrute.
2: <laughs> I mean, it what we're all picturing though. Right.
1: It's not the real Dwight Schrute, the real Dwight Schrute roots on TV.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the real hero of the office was Creed. So we can all agree on that. I love Creed. Sure. Uh, the Hitman developers, the people who made Hitman one and two, these new Hitman movie games, not movies, games. They're amazing. They're fantastic games. They are making a James Bond game. How do we feel about this? John, do you want to play a James Bond game and do you hope it includes throwing a fork across a kitchen to kill a guy? What do you what do you hope there?
2: I have no idea what a James Bond game by them looks like. I just know that I'm excited for it. Yeah. Like that's they the Hitman games that they made are so perfect in walking that line of being self-serious and also ridiculously funny at the same time. Yeah, uh, They nailed that tone and that sort of tongue-in-cheek, and I think James Bond will play strongly to that. So I don't know what they're going to make. I mean, the problem is, you know, as soon as you say we're making a James Bond game, people immediately think of Goldeneye, and if they tried to make Goldeneye, I don't think that's playing to their strengths. So you know, I think you have to say, like, hey, this is probably going to be a game in their wheelhouse. But, you know, you never know. Um, I'm excited. Kinda hope it, yeah,
0: I kind of hope it is, a, you know, more stealthy, creative sandbox stealth style. Like if it's yeah. not more of that, then I it's a, mis- a my opinion is that's a mistake because that's their strength. Yeah.
2: Why do you why do you go to them? Right. Yeah. Is the is the question why why go to them if you want somebody to remake a first person shooter? Right. You know? Same
0: reason you go to so. Gluteus or Glamorous or whatever their names are that made Baldur's Gate Three. The what are they called? Le- Valerian. V- v- Valerian.
2: What is it? V- Larian. Larian. Valerian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not Valerian. <laughs> like the steel. This is.
2: This game is Valerian Steel.
0: <laughs> 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 Shit, I can't remember names today. But yeah, like those guys you go to them because they know how to make turn-based tabletop influenced amazing story-driven RPGs with great mechanics. That's mm-hmm. why they, you do so yes, in this case you go to these guys cuz Hitman they know not or the Hitman people know how to make a really great sandbox uh, figure it out freaking stealth action game. It's the perfect combo if they play to those strengths. So I'm I'm in. Uh, will it be? Here's what. Here's the bigger question, because those games always had a bunch of skins and clothes and all the weird shit you could do in them. Do these games feature the first run through the campaign is like you know you're uh, Daniel Craig, but if you want later on you can like put on your Pierce Brosnan skin or your. Uh, you freaking, uh, you know, hmm. whatever. That'd be cool.
2: I mean, they got a lot of costumes they can pull from in that history. I don't know if they'll get actor likeness rights, but uh, yeah. That, that would be you the got, way to do you it. can though, have him dress that... up like a clown if you want to get your... <laughs> I know it's Scott's favorite James Bond, but the, the lesser of the 007s in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say, the James
1: Bond... Isn't it be weird because James Bond is a spy that does no spying pretty much? I mean,
2: well, like he tries. He does. Yeah, you know what? that's a I good mean, point. <laughs> He's literally the worst spy. And okay, Hitman but is Hitman is a bald guy with a barcode on the back of his head. Yet for some reason, <laughs> he puts on some overalls, and people are like, "Come in." You know, we got to look out for this yeah, guy. I haven't played Hitman, yeah. so I'm
1: at a loss to, with this debate. You would love well, those the, games, the I like James Bond, the- but he's a terrible spy. Yeah. Like, that's the joke. It's like he literally explodes everything, sleeps with people he's not supposed to, drinks yeah. on the job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, not wrong. It's true. They give him a bunch of gadgets. He doesn't respect them or use them properly. Dangerous people. He's the worst spy in the history he of. Takes spies.
2: Q's lunch and is yeah. like, "What does this do, Q?" And Q's like, "That's my lunch." Yeah, it's funny every time.
1: The- <laughs> he gets people killed all the time, and then has to go on some redemption arc to like, you know, do the thing. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. Uh, you're not wrong. I like the James Bond movies, but I'm just, I just that's like what you said about Hitman. And I'm like, I don't picture James Bond being very careful and sneaking up on someone and attacking them. I assume it all goes wrong and there's a huge action set piece like style. So that's where I'm just like, I'm wondering what they're going to. I'm very curious what they're coming. Well, I
0: up never with. read any of those books by let's, by P. P. Ian Freely. Fleming. Ian Fleming. I P. Freely. Jeez
1: famous uh, <laughs> yep. author. Didn't, didn't Ernest Hemingway guess write one of those? Yeah, he loved the double O, but he
0: was um. Uh-huh. Uh, they those I've never read the book, so I couldn't really speak to maybe there's. I mean, maybe there's more of that in there, but John, but Bo's right. I think you can do a lot though, and and bring out the spy bits
1: if they lean uh, into the joke that he's a terrible spy, and part of the game is you try to be a spy, and then. Screwing up as part of the game <laughs> because in most stealth games you're like I oh, you screwed up, got to start over, or yeah. I got to well, kill five thousand guys.
2: I don't know. I mean, know. that is this- that's what you're describing is Hitman. Like because Hitman oh, okay. is this like you're you're a professional you're the most lethal assassin in the universe and then next thing you know you're throwing fire extinguishers at guys heads dressing up like them walking around as a cook getting caught in the wrong place running around dumping bodies and like it's sort of about it's starting off as a badass like yeah i'm friggin' john wick here i go and it's ending in oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh, okay. shit, oh shit oh shit as you mm. run through a building just panicking and putting out fires that you've created
1: in a chicken suit okay. usually or something weird yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah just okay. as usually a dumb mascot or yeah. something
1: yeah see i only ever i've never played a hitman game i've only ever seen the marketing and i've seen the ridiculous stuff but yeah. i don't have a sense of just how much that how Yakuza it is basically,
0: right? I think I think you would really enjoy those games if those ever pop up on sale for a, a good deal or whatever. Yeah, I Should check them out. Actually, I've been meaning pa- I think to, Game Pass I- has the new one. I think, I think it does. I'm not sure.
2: It's one of those things where you you get out of it what you put into it. Like yeah. I could tell you about a Hitman Kill where. I infiltrated a church and then I found a sniper rifle that I smuggled in and I lured somebody out onto a patio and then from across the way I lined up the perfect shot and took him down. And that sounds cool and that sounds neat. But I can also tell you about the time that I dressed as the mascot for a local sports team and wandered through a party before making an exploding golf club blow through the top of a guy's head while he was out golfing. Uh you know, just for fun, like you, you kind of decide your path and it can be as ridiculous or as cool as you like.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it is very, very so sandbox, very okay. sandbox. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, it, but it, the sandbox is, is structured in, you know, like if you're at a, if you're at a party on a boat, uh, like a yacht and you're trying to kill some guy, your mark, whoever your mark is, the like the party is is static like it's a, it's a it's a boat, and there's only so many rooms and it's you know stairs here and there or whatever, but the people are all milling around and sometimes they move and sometimes they're suspicious of you, and others aren't some don't care some are drunk, whatever Your job is to go in there and go assess that situation and then just come up with your own answer to solving the problem, which is I got to assassinate this guy and not get caught and turns out that is a winning combo it's a really fun. Thing to do, and they just let you go nuts. So, I'll need that to happen here, or else what are they doing? Like, what's even the point?
2: And it's a game where throwing things, whatever random objects you find on the ground, is better than pulling out your gun and using it. Like, if you're in a if you're in a chase, it's better to throw pasta sauce at people's heads than it is to pull out your gun and start a gunfight like because it'll
1: get everyone's attention and it's pretty much game over right I guess, right well
2: he hits everybody in the head if you lock on and you throw something it's gonna hit him in the head and it's gonna knock him out so you just pasta sauce Pasta sauce, wow. pasta sauce, and you've got three <laughs> people laid out on the floor.
0: Yeah, it's insane that game. What you can do, hmm. it, and, and, and sometimes be playing it feels, this game, it sounds perfect. Oh, you should. It's so good. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. That's coming soon. They said next year, I think. Um, Marvel's Avengers this is a game John owns.
2: Uh, It's having a hard time. (laughs) Thanks for putting that in there. No problem. It's not. (laughs) Are you Avenger shaming? (laughs) John paid money for this. (laughs) This
0: is no, you know, this is no $200 for a lifetime of of Star Trek online. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. One of us needed to to, play it one day. Yeah. Who knows? But dropped this thing dropped 96% of its player base in November. 96%. Uh, Is it now, supposed to have a player base?
1: It did. for
0: Yeah.
2: You know, it's supposed to be Destiny. It's supposed to be what? Uh, I didn't hear that detail. Anthem. Oh.
1: It's supposed to be those. One it's of supposed those. to be one of those. They didn't market it that way at all, I don't think.
0: Well, all the early. Well, that's a good question, because I, I feel like everything we ever heard from E3s and demos and stuff did sell it that way. But oh. to the general public, I don't know what this was sold like. I, mean, I think I
2: don't it think got they, sold as a single player campaign. Like, no, I, when, I think Bo's right. Like, yeah. from when the they, outside, if you weren't invested, it looked like a single player action game.
1: Yeah. When, cause when, when they marketed like de- the first Destiny, it was like they showed you a level. Here's where people will drop in. Here's a world event. Here, you know, please know that this is an online game. It was, John, you're right. Only single player stuff. I was like, yeah, some single player stuff with some. Replayability, just like they put it in other games, no big deal. Yeah, but if it's intended to be Anthem and Destiny, they messed up so bad. It's not surprising. (laughs) I didn't even know that that was the case. Yeah, Yeah. and I watched a lot of the Avengers stuff. I was, you know, there's parts times I thought it was cool, and it's a looter shooter,
0: but they didn't really sell it as that. You're right, they sold it mostly as a single player campaign, and um, they still have uh, the Kate Bishop version of Hawkeye coming out which is what, December this next month?
2: Yeah, she got delayed heavily to try and fix the game uh, because there were so many problems and there were so many complaints uh, and so many things they felt they needed to address. Uh, Kate Bishop got pushed back. She's still coming in December. But yeah, they had two stories recently, neither of them good. 96% of the PC player base, uh, they were down by 96% in November, and they have confirmed they've yet to earn a profit on this game, Oof, um. uh, which is also pretty bad for a game that's supposed to be ongoing and continued to have support. And this is kind of what my big complaint was with it because I remember talking to you guys about it and saying, like, they got three super villains in this game yeah. you got Abomination, you got Taskmaster, and you got Modoc. Like, you have the entire Marvel universe to play with, but they very clearly thought, <laughs> guys, wait till you see what we add to this game. We're going to have so much cool stuff coming. It's going to be events. And like, they were so busy looking into the future that they didn't focus on the here and now. And I still stand by like this game's going to get put on a ridiculous level of sale because of how poorly it's doing. I think if you can get it at a discounted price, it's probably worth it. It has a pretty decent single player campaign, but what you need to know is that you're buying it for that campaign. You are not buying it for an ongoing persistent online thing because once you hit max level and you're done with that campaign, what they offer is boring and it's bland and it's not compelling at all.
1: Mm. Oh, is that true? The chat room says they pulled developers from Deus X to make that tripe. Oh, Deus. Yeah, that's, that's heartbreaking. It is. That and is they so boom. heartbreaking. I love
2: that. Well, they I mean, put that's not a lot unusual, of though. investment into this game.
0: That's not super unusual though to have you know your your studio and your publisher. If you've got sub studios, you'll mix and match a lot. So I don't think that's too crazy. Yeah,
1: to I mean it's it. normal, but I just I like Deus Ex. All I w- want to hear from anyone anywhere is we're working on Deus Ex and we're committing as many resources as possible to Deus Ex. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear anything of the kind. Different. That's you're already messing up if that's what you're doing. Sorry, that's just me. My I favorite. heard
0: the rudest thing. The other day, somebody said that if you're looking to play a Marvel game this year and and you want to play with friends, don't buy Marvel's Avengers. Buy Lego Marvel's Avengers. That's a yeah. Or, it's that's
2: probably a, true. You'll
0: have a better time than you will with this thing. Which I don't know if that's. I I mean I can't I can't totally jive with that idea. That seems a little over the top to me. But uh, but I understand what they mean. Um,
2: well, it
1: has need to it stop. has. Sorry.
0: Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say people need to stop swinging for this magical like games as a service ongoing persistent world thing. Like they just they just need to stop because they they don't dive in properly. They think about all the things they're going to do and none of these games, I would even say Destiny, Destiny's a weird outlier of a game that is popular despite itself. Because, Scott, I know we've joked about it before. That game is always $60, no matter how many times you buy it. Yeah. Like, if you want to play Destiny 2 right now, it costs you $60. Yeah. Do you already own it? Yes. Well, it's $60 if you want to play it. <laughs> like, it's just constant. And that game, every time they put out Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 is garbage. It's awful. And then they fix it in expansions, which costs $60. Yeah. And then they're like, here you go. Here's what the game should have been. I feel like it's an outlier and I feel like to put it in MMO terms, if destiny is EverQuest, this sort of like weird thing that's become popular and has succeeded, uh, sometimes in spite of itself, unless you are coming to the table with world of Warcraft, do not try to make an MMO. It's going to be the exact same thing that happened during all those other MMOs. If you cannot surpass and evolve it into what it should be, Stop trying yeah. because it, it is a formula that does not work.
0: Yeah, I have a tendency to – actually, I think I totally agree with that. Um, by the way, don't try to go to the Game Awards website. It is a monster pig freaking horrible resource hog.
1: Oh, is that coming up again?
0: Yeah, there's the nominees were announced, and I went to go look at it so we could talk about it real quick. It makes me so
1: sad. It feels like yesterday we're doing the last one. Just time. It's just you know?
0: time. So weird
1: this year. But, yeah. but anyway,
0: their site is a freaking resource hog. That one tab was like eighty percent of my system resources. It was horrible. Just make normal websites. I don't need a bunch of flashy shit. Literally, it had a loading screen. It had a loading screen with like a loading. Please wait.
2: It does. Yes.
0: Oh my god! Oh, yeah.
1: Totally.
2: I went there despite right your warning not to do it. I went there, so it's yeah. Bad. So,
0: yeah. It's so bad. Somebody called Jeff Keighley and said, "Knock it off. Just do awards. It's fine." Anyway, so we're not going to look at those. It turns out, chat room. You're going to have to wait to talk about it later because someone thought it would be fun to have a 400 gigabyte website download all at once. All right. <laughs> Hogger is uh coming to Heroes of the Storm. We like to mention the Heroes of the Storm stuff since that's our origin here on Core. And uh new character. And if I'm not incorrect, isn't this the first new character since oh, May? Geez. May, that's right, May. Not I don't May know the when month re- May the, was. May the little Early Chinese this lady. year? May. <laughs> yeah.
2: Did May come out in May? Yeah, I think they're I think they're on about two heroes a year now. Okay. Is about the speed,
0: which is what we I think we thought that was the case, oh, right?
1: No, May, May it's a no, never mind. It's Overwatch. Oh. Wrong.
2: <laughs> she, she came out seven she years. She was ago. a launched
1: character. Man. Oh, dear, wow. here's My a strong goodness. wiki. Yeah, hang on, I'll get the date. Well, get, I have. A, oh, this is a great page. Yeah, uh, May came out June 23rd, and then before that it was Deathwing December three. And there were four heroes in 2019, and we're on track for two heroes in 2020. So uh, work's definitely continuing to scale down on that game.
0: Yeah, seems like. But uh, Hogger, the the, the long-awaited, everyone's favorite, Dude, to go farm and get mounts off of, or whatever the hell we use. What do we do with Hogger these days? <laughs> what do we do? we
2: just killed him. He was just a low level experience alliance quest.
1: Well, wasn't there a thing where you 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 log in as a level one gnome and then you get like a, a thousand gnomes and you go try to beat raid Hogger with what level <laughs> one? Yeah, gnomes? that was the
2: thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh he gosh. was fun. They made him a they made him a raid boss later. I mean, he had. He had his place. I was a Horde guy, so my Hogger experience is limited, but it, it essentially was one of the very first like group quests put in the game, and he was definitely turned up a little bit, and he killed many early adventurers, and he kind of became an early Warcraft meme, and now he is basically Taz, the Tasmanian devil in Heroes of the Storm. Yep,
0: and I hear his kit's fun. He's very mobile. Uh, haven't tried it on the beta thing, but uh, I'm curious about hogger uh so listen to itn or kyle talk about it because he seems to be pretty excited about hogger okay well that's it for news uh which means we got to do this now we talked a lot about the games we've been playing on the uh the xbox so we don't have to talk about those but i do think we should discuss the two other big releases one happened right before i left town And then the other one happened this week. The one that happened before I left town was Valhalla, the latest Mm -hmm. edition of Assassin's Creed. Uh, We are all playing this game. And I'm here to say, uh, having played almost every Assassin's Creed with the exception of three and... Oh, oh, I didn't play the France one. Unity. Unity. But I played every other. Yeah, Assassin's
2: nobody game. did. We were all warned away when that game burst into flames in front of our video. yeah. Audience. It
0: had some issues, although some people really love it. If you get past all that, or you play it now, I guess everything's fine now. But anyway, I'm a huge fan of the series. I think my favorite in this there there are three or four in the series. That I just love Black Flag, Syndicate, and the last two Origins and most recently um, Odyssey are amazing games. And those in particular really changed and shifted what that game could be and is, moved it into a more RPG kind of uh, space, got away from the Animus stuff a little bit more and more with each with, with each version. Um, everyone knows all this, so I'll just tell you what we think. Um, I'll start by saying I think this is my favorite one ever. And that says a lot because I really like the last two. And I really like the the characterizations in the last two and the stories in the last two and all of that. But there's something about the coming together of all of the systems they've sort of been tweaking out lately and having them come to a, what I think is just a really nice boil. Everything works really well together and it just feels great. It looks amazing on my PC. Um, I kind of I'm weirdly tempted to get it on Xbox as well so I can share saves because that's a feature now of newer Ubisoft games. They will cross-save over platforms so I could continue my progress on the couch and then play it on my PC when I want. Um, I'm really tempted, but I haven't done it yet. Uh, I really like it, like a lot, and I can't wait to keep playing it, and I think about it all the time, and I want to play it right now, and it's fantastic. Bo? Same. Been a long time for you since, like, what, Brotherhood or something? Or the first
1: one? or something uh, like Assassin's Creed 2 was my last Assassin's Creed. Okay. And I've heard all about all the other ones, but I haven't actually played any of them. So it's interesting. It's an interesting experience to have liked the game then, but not liked it enough to really follow it. And then to play the game now and see how everything's gotten like super better. Yeah. <laughs> um it took a while for me to get used to the c- control scheme because Assassin's Creed has a specific set of controls that I didn't find intuitive, but once I got over it, I really liked them. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's fun but almost not recognizable as assassin's creed like my my value proposition if mm. you will oh proposition was that right, i would get to play i like vikings and there's there isn't really a good vikings game at all that isn't like a science fiction thing like this is like it's vikings like a tv show and it has cinematics like vikings shows And it does all the Viking things right. And then it does its own unique spin on, you know, Ivar and Uba I've met so far, like the Ragnarsons. And I love it. And the part I dislike most is the Assassin's Creed part of the game. (laughs) Like, Honestly, I'm like, I get why they did it. And I, I understand it. And it's fine. But all that modern stuff, I wish I would, like, every time it comes up, I get super irritated. I skip the cinematics completely. I and and I don't play as an assassin. I literally have not sneaked around very much at all. Oh, really? There was a quest. There was a quest I just did where it's like some mercenary leader, and they're like, "Okay, well, you know, we got to go and see if we can't get in there and find some evidence, and maybe don't kill her, but maybe do kill her." And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill her!" And (laughs) as soon as the cutscene's done, I ran over the door, jumped on the other side, went ah, and like (laughs) shot an axe at one guy, shot an axe, ran up to the NPC, and just killed her. And I had to jump on her and pound her face a whole bunch, and then smash her head into the ground, which is my favorite move, by the way. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. And 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 then I'm like, I walk back, and I was done. And I still haven't seen what the turn-in is for that. I'm hoping they acknowledge how much of a badass that was. But I think they might. they go, nice job sneaking around, and you know. Well, here's the thing. So
0: the game. It's funny you say that because the last two games got away from stealth mechanics a bit and focused more on combat that was a little more akin to I don't know Witcher or Souls-likes or things like that not not nearly that in depth as a Souls game but but you know you could parry and there were all kinds of breakers and left arm did this right arm did that that sort of stuff especially in Origins and then the last one it was you could stealth but it was it's still again not a focus of the game this one actually brought stealth back in a fairly major way weirdly oh. because the game is about raiding camps and burning everything and being a viking and 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 that's there, and I'm glad that that's there. But there are tons of stealth opportunities, which I love in these games. So for me, the return to uh, um, uh, stealth mechanics that are a little more akin to what they used to be, but also talenting my dude out to be very stealthy is one of my favorite things about the new one. So that's really interesting, and that's my point okay, about this balance. You I'm going
2: getting... to oh, go, go even more interesting because I'm going to go back around the world and say... I think this game's less stealthy. And maybe the fact that we are all sitting here disagreeing on how stealthy this game is is a testament to how well it adapts to your playstyle because Odyssey, I played extremely stealthy. Um I, you didn't have to, right. but I did. This game, I have spent less time. I mean, I automatically, you guys know I play rogues and stuff like that typically, so I will usually take stealth if it's presented to me. And this is the first time in a game in a long while that I've sat there and gone, maybe I should have gone down the combat tree. Because mm. I am not sneaking around very often in this game. Mm. I am mostly just fighting directly and raiding and running into camps and just going, ah, I'm a Viking! And then having people attack me and fighting them. Like, I am definitely doing way less stealth in this game than I was in others. And I, I feel like the game encourages less stealth So that's interesting, again, to hear you guys say two different things. Obviously, we're all having different experiences, which just says this game will let you play the way you want to play.
0: Uh, I agree. It lets you play. You get to organically sort of play the way you want to play it. And it may change throughout the game, or I don't know. You can also refund all those points and do whatever you want with those skills, which is good. Um, They give you (laughs) – if I had a complaint about the game, I I really don't have very many at all – it's running great for me. I don't have any of the technical problems. Some people are reported. I'm just being just as smooth, smooth as any game's ever been for me. It's beautiful, freaking gorgeous game. Um, if I had any complaint at all, it would be the skill system. They've decided to go with this big scattershot looking path of exile style branching, you know, thing. And it's all Mm. constellations, which is a big deal in Norse mythology and all that. So I understand why they're doing it the way they're doing it. If I had a complaint, though, that just feels overwhelming sometimes. Like, I don't know which one to choose. And really, none of it's too crazy. It's like, go down this path and get plus five to life. And then the next step will be plus 2.4 for light damage. And then the next one's heavy damage or or it's a stealth upgrade. Or eventually, a new ability will be in the center of one of those. And then it branches out to another constellation. It's kind of cool in its way. But it's really overwhelming as a as
1: a as a UI yeah, element. Yeah, pay attention to it. I just try to get the big ones. Yeah,
2: and it obscures what you're working towards. Like that was something that I I I'm, I'm sure you can go online and find it. It's not hard to put in the effort to figure it out. But uh, one thing that Odyssey had was you could look at the skill tree and go, okay, if I Skill here, it's going to lead to these abilities, and I'm going to be able to play this way, and so I'm going to pick this. With this, I was definitely going down the path, and I was I was starting down the path of the raven, because, again, I was like, oh, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, I got to where the branch kind of connects to one of the others, and you see an ability that's for both. I was like, oh, well, that's the kind of ability I want. So then I started putting points in the the wolf skill tree and then all of a sudden i saw one up in the top tree and i was like oh well that's an ability i want too and so now i'm just kind of making my way around this web instead of going down one and there's really been no logic to it you can respec at any time so it's not like they punish you for it it's not like my gameplay is gonna suffer if i end up feeling like oh whoops i really messed it up right um so you don't have to worry about it but um there is something to be said when you can actually see the thing and plan what you want to do, rather than this kind of mystery of, oh, unlock another constellation. What will it be? Though that yeah. is satisfying to get the surprise.
0: Yeah, there. I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not that I'm not that grumpy about it. I just know that at first glance it's just gonna be like, oh my gosh, look at this thing. It's like a spider web. But once you kind of get the hang of where you're going, and you and and Bo even said it. I just know what big things he wants in the middle. Well, if you know that by hovering over it then your focus becomes, well, I just got to go down that path and spend the points till I get there. And that's great. That's a great way to do it. Um, I really like the, some of the systems that they brought back that we haven't seen in a long time. For example, on the stealth side are blending in with crowds, sitting on a bench and being incognito, pulling your hood over. And that makes you suspicious, but not, but no longer recognizable immediately. Like those things are back and they weren't, they haven't been there for three, three versions of this game. Um, so so I appreciate that stuff. But it is weird to say that about a game about Vikings who get in a longboat, come up to your camp and beat the shit out of everything.
1: And yeah, so it I it's exactly an assassin's creed.
0: I get it. it I get the <laughs> yeah. I get the I get the disconnect there. I totally understand. Uh, but for some reason I'm feeling more stealthy than ever and really enjoying that aspect yeah. of the game.
1: I think there's a lot of good stealth you were right to say stealth opportunities. And I don't I didn't know that maybe they'd moved away and came back. Like I don't I don't know any of that context. Sure. I just think I just think I'm not interested in it, but maybe that's just, I'm just, it's like, I get, you know, I I want the fun of like being a Viking. There's no game like that. And I've watched on TV shows so much. And I know it's kind of morbid, like going to town and slaughter everyone and take all their stuff. It's horrible, really. (laughs) Like, but that's the experience I'm getting and, and sneaking around makes me feel like I'm not the strong Viking, you know what I I mean? That I, I need to be. Um, so I imagine once I get to harder zones, stealthing might become a little more required depending on what happens. But so far in the starter zones, it's uh, it's murder, uh, she wrote. It,
2: <laughs> it's funny you mention that because I had one of my frustrations. And I, I want to say because I was a little early in the game when we last talked about it. So I have a lot of stuff that I've clarified as I've gotten to spend more time with it. Um, But one of the things that did really bug me was, you know, you're a Viking, you're raiding and pillaging, you're not really a hero. Um, You're a hero for the Vikings, but you're not a hero for the world. And so we charge in and you blow the horn and you see the crowds of people going running away and i took out my bow and i shot one of the people that was running away in the back because it felt like the viking thing to do yeah. and the game's like hey you keep killing innocent people we're gonna desync <laughs> and i was like what the hell i'm a yeah. viking i'm raiding <laughs> and pillaging and stealing crap and like you're gonna really dock me because i shot yeah, a see, random but, guy that was running but away see,
0: that is your that is your impression of what you see as Vikings, but culturally speaking, if you really look at it—and I haven't looked at it that much—but they're not. <laughs> oh, there's honor. There's honor in the in those ranks. They're not there to kill innocents. And so the idea is you kill foes. No, no they
1: are. They they are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Plus saying. I you think can't that guy base, had a
2: knife.
1: But you can't base everything on that Viking show. Like that Viking show. Yeah. Is cool. I mean, they're not a, a completely homicidal maniacs. Like they have ethics but you know they did bring back slaves like slavery is a thing and indentured servitude was a thing like that's just where the rubber meets the road on this history stuff right if we're making a historically accurate simulation of terrible stuff then i get why they don't go all the way because you know it's a product and they want to sell it and they don't want to make people ask deep moral questions when they play games but I do. I like. That's the experience I'm looking for, mm-hmm. and and so I agree with John. I'm like, yeah, that's that's weird. And it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's it, and it the, the the games that they make are like history lessons. I'm pleased to see they still have that whole. You know, we're gonna. It's a well researched game. They have little history lessons here and there about people. Like I do get the sense that I'm like exploring some uh, an aspect that that is. Uh, well researched and even Assassin's Creed I think at one point did like a demo version of their game that was like a historical demo used for schools um, and stuff
0: or not this not the last one but Origins had a complete combat free walkthrough mode where you could just go and visit all the historical sites and and they used them in schools and stuff it was really cool
1: yeah and so I really appreciate that about this I wish more games actually did that and um, but yeah it's got to be an authentic experience you don't you don't if you're if you're doing the history lesson thing, you don't want to just ignore the not so great stuff in favor of the good stuff. But I get why you would do that for a video game, you know? Right? And you don't want your ten year old playing a game where they're literally learning how to raid and pillage and and all the worst aspects of it. But right. it was awful. It was a hard time. And like I think it from that age because we're, we're talking about Dark Ages of Man. It's not like they're necessarily the good guys either. Like everyone's shitty. <laughs> you, like. like everyone at that time was shitty. Like, you know, women, no rights. They're basically like cattle at, you know, in that age, like all kinds of bad things that we just don't even appreciate is part of that era. So I like that it would be authentic, Mm -hmm. but you know, yeah. But it's
0: at the same time. I'm, I like that the characters are having to face the fact that they maybe have a bigger role to play than just be a dirty Viking or to be, you know, uh, Egyptian uh, Bayek was this. Oh, by the way, the Bayek actor I loved him in that game is the same Bayek. guy that played Father on this show. Here, look both. Oh, oh, chest reveal. Chest Praise reveal. soul. Look. Pro- oh, isn't that cool? Anyway, for the uh, for the TV Who's show Bayek? Raised by Wolves, uh, the actor who played Father is um, is Bayek. Anyway, it's he also was on-
2: your uh, main character for Origins.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was in um, Warcraft, the last expansion, as one of the main troll guys
1: that you hung Oh, up awesome. Anyway. I love that guy. That guy's amazing. He's great. Um, but anyway,
0: the point is, what was my point with that? My point is, I don't have a point. There's no point.
2: Well, I want to talk about, because I was a little harsh <laughs> on uh, Lady God's Ivor. I like, screw your point. Week. Yeah, yeah, moving on. He can't remember it? We're moving. Uh, I was a little harsh on Lady Ivor last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: And I want to
2: kind of, I want to take some of that back because I have now been playing as her for a while. Um, I, I stand by, I stand by elements of it. Early Ivor is a little hard to deal with. She's a little self-serious, grumbly, muttery, like, wasn't feeling it. And even when I went back and played through some of it again, I still wasn't feeling it, but pretty early on. Um, She kind of comes into her own. And the way I described it to you guys when we were chatting about it um, separately, and I think it's actually a pretty decent analogy, is, you know, we we talked a lot about, like, ah, she's no Cassandra, she's no Cassandra. But I feel like Odyssey is, like, playing a game starring Han Solo, right? And Valhalla is playing a game starring Luke Skywalker. They are completely different characters. They are telling a completely different story. Of course, they're not going to be comparable. Like if you put Han Solo in the role that Luke was in Star Wars, it's not going to his demeanor and attitude isn't going to fit. And vice versa. And for the game that Valhalla is, I think Ivor's performance is good. Sure. And I think it I think it actually does come around and I really ended up liking it. Um, a lot on its own merits. It is very different from Cassandra. She's still one of my favorite characters ever in the game, but Odyssey is a completely different game than Valhalla, right. and that's that's kind of the hurdle that I had to get over first. Was it's very easy to get in there and see all these similar systems and controls and all of that, and go, "Oh, right, like Odyssey," and immediately start making one to one comparisons. But like what Bo said, is this is a game where you're playing a Viking and you're you're telling a very different story than someone who. Is essentially you're telling a Greek myth mm-hmm. in Odyssey. And, you know, in that game, you are the kind of character that saunters up to people hands on hips and is larger than life. Like that's, yeah, I mean, that's it was the a kind time of character an, that is. It was yeah. a
1: time of enlightenment too and freedom. Whereas like this is the dark ages this is a time of horror horror. <laughs> yeah. Religious horror, murdering horror, all kinds of horror, all the horror. So, yeah. yeah yeah it's um, so
2: i i just wanted to i just wanted to backpedal on that a little bit i think she's great i think there are a lot of great character moments and a lot of humor in that which is what i kind of found lacking initially mm-hmm. and then i started to find it whether it's a dude with an axe in his head which was like the saddest oh, funniest great. thing i encountered or probably the most i laughed at a dumb visual gag which was a uh Was it called fleeting? Right, Uh, a fleeting battle, fleeting
1: or fleeting? Yeah,
2: fleeting. Uh, With a guy who was doing it from outside of a hut, and then when Mm -hmm. you beat him, you just see a man clearly running away over a hill after he's defeated. (laughs) And I thought it was the funniest visual gag I've seen in a long time. It Uh, was amazing. So that game definitely finds that dumb Assassin's Creed humor uh, in the right. Kinds of places and has some really good memorable moments. Yeah. Also, I, I agree. The video
0: games are great. The only problem with Lady Ivor is that she can't grow a two foot red beard and look like a badass beard guy. And so, sorry, I like the guy better because of that. He looks like a beard. He looks like a cool guy because he has a giant beard. I'm just going to put yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I, I got nothing against the guy. I just, you know, Lady Ivor. I just, I'd marry her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. It's a strong contender.
0: Yeah, I think we know both type. Um, but yeah, they're, I also... Oh, one thing we haven't mentioned, and I just think it's a really nice touch to the game and one that they really didn't have to do, they put in like a full transmog, dress your character up, barbershop, get new tattoos system in the game. And I think that's great that they... Uh, the game sort of acknowledges that, yeah, players are really into cosmetics in video games. Turns out we were really into that. That's the thing we like... And it really adds to the variety of the game. So you go to your tattoo guy, and he not only gives you a bunch of tattoo options, but hairstyles, beard cuts, uh, freaking length of hair, color of everything, what color he is, um, all that kind of customization you can just do any time. It doesn't cost you anything to do it. And so if I want to go look like a total... You know, I don't know, look like I'm wearing a bear. I can do it because I unlocked all that gear. Now I can just go transmog into that gear. It's very cool. So those kinds of systems I, I really appreciate. Um, anyway, the game's rad. I'm loving it. I can't get it. Skull. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's very yeah. good.
0: Uh something happened that was really funny the other day. Oh, I may have captured it, so I'll remember when you I better I got say it quick before John moves on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Can't remember it. We're moving on, Scott. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, this is good. You're like that guy that recognizes when someone's gonna fall off the edge and you go, All right, we're back, we're back, everybody. We're back. <laughs> uh what else? I played a lot of Shadowlands as well. Not a lot. I'm I'm only fifty two uh levels in. So two levels in. To the expansion. I'm still in Bastion. I haven't had a ton of time for it, unfortunately. But uh, but I am also taking my time. I'm in no rush to rip through this stuff. Um, I feel like I learned a lesson in the last expansion to not burn out too quickly. Because I really burned out early on BFA. And I don't want to do that here. So I'm taking my time. Paying attention to the story. Enjoying what I'm seeing. Um, the weird bit about Shadowlands. I'll go into this more on Fridays. The instance. But uh, I went in there with GURP. Because I have a GURP first rule. Typically, and uh, always level him first. But I got to level one with or level 51 with him and went, Why am I craving the druid? What is what is about this world Mm. that I want the druid? I want the druid for some reason. So I went back out, grabbed the druid, ran that whole initial thing and got him into Bastion. And now that's what I'm maining. I'm taking the druid first. It's just happening. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my troll druid named Gerbil is going all the way to the end gerbil fleek now <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid name what can i tell you but uh i don't know I, i'm not i didn't say that it's uh that game's very pretty i really like what they're doing with story so far it's uh, a very nice like often is the case with new expansions wow expansions have great introductory stuff great leveling experience i'm enjoying all that stuff immensely uh so far john how uh how's it gone for you in there
2: I'm pretty good. I also feel like I'm not racing through it, but I I did get through Bastion and Maldraxis, and I'm kind of just dipping my toes into Ardenweald. And uh it's beautiful. Like that that's the thing. It's probably the most I've cared about world building in a WoW game since Pandaria. Like I'm I'm actually interested in finding out how all, all this works. Right. Um it turns out is kind of awful at times like uh, it's kind of shocking like you go into these afterlives and you find out you know how the system runs there and you go oh this place may look like heaven but this place might actually super suck and oh this place might look like a heavy metal rock nightmare but this might also be awful but you know hey it's it's awful in a completely different way than the other place hmm. Um, but it's, it's good. Uh, I I think there's a couple things that I wish were done differently, but uh, overall I'm having a really good time with it. I think my favorite thing um, is, so a lot of people point to Legion and say it's one of their favorite expansions. It's definitely one of mine. And one of the reasons for that is it focused on the class. And I think whenever you lean into the class for a character, you're going to get good results because That's how players identify with the world is, you know, I chose to be this. So when you treat me as that, it's going to feel better. And there was a quest pretty early on uh, in the intro where Anduin tells you he wants you to go free a bunch of souls that are locked up. And he says, so go kill kill their captors, get keys, and free these souls. And just as a joke, because I was streaming it, I went up to the cage door and went, now as a rogue, I should probably be able to pick this lock. And I clicked pick lock and clicked the cage and it started picking the lock and I freed it without getting a key. Oh. And I went, what is going on? That's cool. And it turns out that has worked through the entire expansion. Anytime something has been locked, unless it's some magic special key, uh, I have been able to pick the lock and do what a rogue should be able to do for that. And, that is an incredibly cool feeling that it's such a small detail, but it, it just changes how you feel about the game. And it made the game that much more exciting for me. And so uh, it, it's almost like getting a little bit of Legion back, even though it's not, you know, a major thing. And my understanding is there's lots of elements like that. If you play a death Knight instead of just calling you champion, they call you death Lord because you've got promoted to that position. Oh, in that's Legion. cool. Yeah, um, so there's there's a, a lot of little touches like that throughout the game, and I I just think that stuff's cool. I, I the only moment I've had in WoW that was like that where I was like, oh my gosh, this is an RPG like D and D is there was a instance where during the course of a fight with a boss, he would run over and drink a potion and become super powerful.
0: Yeah,
2: and. I could see, when we because we wiped on the boss, I could see that you could click the potion. So I was like, well, I wonder what you can do with it. And before we pulled him the second time, I stealthed over to the potion and I clicked it. And as a rogue, I was able to poison the potion. And so then in the middle of this boss fight, he runs over and drinks the potion and then just died.
0: That's great.
2: And we skipped the entire second phase. And that blew my mind, and that was probably one of the coolest moments i've ever had in wow and just anytime they lean into that sort of class fantasy they're they're gonna win me over and they definitely have moments like that in this Was that professor putricide was that it. the
0: dude that drank the thing
2: Is uh no i can't remember his name it was in one of the legion uh like the the suramar or whatever dungeons
0: oh okay that's super I didn't know about that either. That's really cool. Yeah, I like little yeah. stuff like that. I think, you know, it's easy to look at the game. I enter a new space, I get a couple of quests, and it's go f- kill five of these, please, and come back with their essence, and then go find this one sort of boss type dude and kill him and then bring me his head. Like, if you're if you're hearing me say that and you're going, Oh, so like wow, forever. <laughs> Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that, and it's always gonna be that. Like, I don't know how you do anything different. That's at the core of this game mechanically from the questing perspective anyway, that is what this game is. Um and there's part of me that's like, well, you know, 15 years of that, it's a long time to be doing that. Uh but I, I do think they're packaging it nicely. Like there's there's there feels like Um, you know some people complain actually that there's so much of this that's like story and then the cutscene and then story and then you go do a thing mechanically but then you get more story and stuff but I think I'm kind of down with the way they do it and the way they package it because it is more interesting than if it was just a bunch of quests and I had to grind them out Um, yeah so overall I'm impressed so far I like it also props to the team for a pretty flawless launch I know there was some trouble logging in early on that's always true but I had no problem getting in about forty five minutes after servers went live and stayed in the whole time. I've yet to be in a queue. Uh, I
2: wasn't so lucky, yeah, you
0: had problems, right? I heard something about that
2: <laughs> I did um, i well, I was streaming, and turns out I didn't check my stream before I started. There were streaming issues. I had to restart wow, and getting back in was a problem like okay. being in before it launched smooth just started right up. no problems. And then once I had to log out and log back in, uh, I was down for about an hour.
0: But yeah, see, that sucks. The- so there there were, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I think for a launch of a major expansion with, according to their earnings call, record pre-orders, like pretty pretty smooth worldwide simultaneous launch. That's hard to do. And I feel mm-hmm. like they did a pretty
1: good job of it. So, On <laughs> one of the most, still the most popular online gaming experiences.
0: Oh, yeah. It's not
1: like a, it's no slouch.
0: No, it's still the standard when it comes to, you know, MMOs. The closest thing to them competition wise these days is Final Fantasy, and their numbers aren't this big. So,
1: you know, I think there are more people checking out wow at launch than anything Final Fantasy is doing at their launch. You know what I mean? Even if, even if the player base over long term is lower, that Mm -hmm. initial rush is going to be huge.
0: Yeah. Those guys did a cool tweet. Uh, the Final Fantasy 14 people did it. Oh, yeah, I saw
1: that. Yeah, yeah I like cool. that kind of stuff. In right, so, a question for you guys, because yeah. I'm super on the fence. You know, I'm a little bit like, it's a big time commitment. I got a lot of things I want to do. It's probably a good idea to not play it, but it looks really cool, and I'm hearing a lot of you know mostly positive things. It's just I'm really stuck on this.
0: What one. I think would really uh, jive with you is so much of this reminds me of some of your dm ideas uh and some of some of the stuff you've worked with like afterlife stuff in our in our campaign on there will be dungeons is based on the actual dnd afterlife stuff so i understand that you know you're sort of just riffing with some of it but the way that you pulled us through that part of our campaign reminds
1: me a lot of this these ideas Oh uh, well specifically it's um Plane is very I think the first time in like role playing history where you have something so simultaneously it's the afterlife but also it's this weird city where people hang out after like yeah, it's, a, it's a, not it's like just heaven and hell it's yeah. like It's like real, it's a big political mess, and there's a whole bunch of factions, and there's good parts of town, shitty parts of town, so I imagine there's probably a hub like that in this game. Totally. It's called Erebus. There's a
2: lot of stuff like that. I mean, you get into it where it's like, okay, well, the first place you go is Bastion, and you've got this idea of, okay, well, these are people who were good and noble souls, and this is their reward, which is to have their identity and life completely stripped from them and then they guide people into the afterlife, and that's somehow supposed to be a reward, and you have the strife that that causes people who aren't ready to let go. Whereas then you go to Maldraxxus, and you've got people who they know exactly who they are, who they were, but their job, and this is kind of an interesting concept, is to defend the other afterlives. Because in addition to it being the realm of death it's still a place that you can go i mean you're there as a mortal anyway so it's a place you can you can go to and visit so the afterlife needs an army and that's what this afterlife provides is soldiers and troops to defend the afterlife for it. And so as you kind of learn these concepts, you're like, oh, this is kind of neat. This is this is cool. This is an interesting idea. You can tell these guys
0: Um, are major tabletop players. This the writers of this thing, you can tell that they've got some concepts they've lifted from other ideas. But like Erebos is one of my favorite parts of what the introductory thing is. It's it's your main city. It's kind of your dollar on this time around. You got all the, you know, there's like a whole quarter for um professions and you know they and they and it's interesting the conceit on how there's professions in this in this like purgatory heaven state is is kind of funny i thought but anyway
1: okay well everyone in the chat room is telling me not to play it because i'm too i i'm also have addictive tendencies so you know if i'm in in for a pound and for a dollar like i'll be in a 36 hour gaming session yeah
2: it is more world of warcraft Bo like honestly like that sounds very reductive but it has a cool story. It has cool worlds, but it is more world of Warcraft. If you want more of that, it's going to be very good. And I think you're going to like it. You're not going to be bored with it. Like you might've been with a expansion that didn't interest you as much. It was a reputation.
1: Somebody sent me a picture of a reputation bar. That'll turn me off.
2: (laughs) Well, all that (laughs) stuff kicks up at the end. And that tends to be where my understanding is you typically bounce anyway, is, is at the end. Like, I like you know, the I like the If you just experience. wanna check out the worlds, it might be worth getting in there, but it's gonna be it's gonna be World of Warcraft. Like there's nothing about this expansion that goes, Well, this is a game changer. Like it's very good, it's very cool, it's very interesting, but it's more wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, that trailer's so awesome though. Oh, it's very you know, cool. I have a history with the game, so it's like there's a lot of pulls. But yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just watch. I, here's what I would do. I'll watch you guys play. I,
0: I would say don't do it yet. I would I would play Valhalla till you're done with Vikings, and then maybe look and see what you're doing then. And then, well, then what I, you may be playing, yeah. you probably be playing Cyberpunk, and it won't matter anyway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. What I would want to hear is the review of Torgas from you guys. Oh, you right, 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 right. I'm That's going to be the if if you're like this is crazy good experience then I'll be like, well, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, Torgast <laughs> Over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> Torgast yeah. is
0: the number one thing I care about post, you know, as an end game thing. And and if it, if they nail it, we're we're in, you know, we're in happy times. If not, well. Yeah, me too. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh that's it. Oh, uh, Bo, you played um, yeah, something else. Oh, Baldur's Gate. How'd that go? Stuff. How'd Baldur's Gate go
1: for Baldur's Gate. Um, <clears throat> my computer is a potato now, uh, basically. It didn't really... It's <laughs> I can play a little bit of the tutorial level. By the way, the tutorial level is awesome. You're on a Mind Flayer ship. It's like the greatest thing ever. It's not some weird island that's boring. It's like you're literally in hell on a Mind Flayer ship and it's the greatest thing ever. They're nailing it. Um... The problem is my computer's just too crappy for it. And it's not on GeForce now, so I can't play it. It wouldn't load past a certain point. It would crash. I don't know if that's beta or it was definitely low frame rate on my PC. So I'm going to give it a bit of time. Definitely super good so far, but just running like poo. So I kind of regret spending the $80. But I think I'll still be playing it before it makes it to launch. The other thing I wanted to tell you guys was there's this hilarious thing in the character creator, there's yeah. a secret panel as you're making your character. It's got lots of options, very fun Larian style. And then you pick your ideal partner for your character. Yeah. And it's just feels weird. It's like a secret <laughs> thing. It It's not there. I just accidentally clicked over and I'm like, Oh, make your perfect partner. And I was like, I mean, I was streaming it, so I was like, I don't know, this is a little personal. I don't want to do this live on stream. <laughs> I mean, you mean you, it's uh, it's, are you it's not personal? But. Yeah, it's just like like it's like you know how you might have romance options, yeah, but yeah. they're always like you know a few options, and you, you like okay, this character's cool. Like in Valhalla, that that Petra girl really wants to like you know hang out with me. We did shrooms together and followed an elk around the forest, <laughs> and that was awesome. And now she's like, you know, if you get lonely, come on over. And I'm like. Okay. But um, in this game, it's like design your perfect woman or man. And I'm like, I I just kind of want to meet the people and like dig and find someone I like, like real life. I don't want to actually make my robot girlfriend in in this game. So I was like, I hope they take that out because it's, it feels weird. Mm. And I didn't like it. Well, it's also—is um, there any yeah.
0: um, precedents for that in the old games or in D and D in general to do that?
2: Maybe or? they're going to do something where it's like something appears, like a, you got to fight a succubus, so they're going to appear as whatever your idea of perfection is. Uh, and I it don't know. Could it's, be. It's. it's mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth the level of effort. It seems to be asking for that sort of mechanic. That that is kind of weird. We'll get like an it's interview. a full character
1: creation. Pick the perfect eyebrows, the eyes.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm kind of with just, you. That's kind of odd.
1: Yeah, that's a yeah. little bit weird. But that looks yeah, the
0: the actual uh, tools for that, like the character creation stuff, looks rad. Looks
1: really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Wow. It just didn't work the best on my system, so that's a bummer. But um, I can tell it's going to be really good when I get the system for it. And all the de- like the larianification of some of the D and D rules, it's fine. It's a video game. Yeah. It's close enough and it's really robust. There's a ton of spells in it. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh, music's also super good, so this game is going to be a winner. I can feel it. Um, and I'm really excited. Good, I want to hear more about it. No, I, I didn't want to say one more thing in my like little section here, too. Is that yeah. first of all, Ubisoft Connect, you were right, Scott, like yeah. it's a great service. Yeah, but I'm like. I was just wanted to play Valhalla, but I'm like now planning all 15 games I'm going to play after. Mm -hmm. Like that same Xbox excitement I'm getting from Ubisoft Connect. I actually really recommend it. There's a great library of games in there Mm -hmm. that I haven't played. So, And I've been playing Valhalla over GeForce Now. I finally have a use case because (laughs) Valhalla is a next-gen game and I'm playing it on low. And it runs. Streaming, it runs less. I'm playing on ultra turbo graphics and I have, I I can report. I think I've done about twenty to thirty hours on GeForce Now. And apart from the fact that the 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 quality will go down sometimes, like it won't be perfect 1080p. It kind of fuzzes the way Netflix does sometimes mm-hmm. when it. Mm-hmm. like a little artifact f- thing or whatever. Sure. Apart from that, I'm playing on full like ray tracing business. I'm playing the most beautiful game I've ever played on my PC thanks to Geforce Now. I can stream it no problem. I'm I'm not redlining on anything. And the game is – there's never – you know, the jokes were like you press the space bar and the jump happens two seconds. There's been never, not a single time that I've played that the controller was not responsive. And I've tried it, but I was really skeptical. And so now that I've given it a full 20 30-hour, like, stress test, this is the future. And I just want to confirm that, like, buying games will be a thing of the past that I think will be better for it.
0: Yeah, I – I tend to agree, and that service is a good showcase of that. Uh, And I also, the Ubisoft Connect will also be responsible for the cross-save stuff, which is why I'm so tempted to get it on the Xbox as well, so I can play it anytime I want, wherever I want. What a dumb idea. Why would I spend another $59 on the game I already own? But I'm tempted. I'm
2: tempted, too. Hey, you know, sometimes you want to be in different rooms. I know, you but what a, what, a, what, a, <laughs> what, a,
0: what a what a highfalutin idea that is like yeah
2: you spend seventy dollars to gain an additional room.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I need to do that, but at the same time, I could justify and say, "Well, this is for work. It's for science. You know, I want to see how this works, so I can get on the show and go, oh, yeah, it uh, totally did my saves,' and uh, now we know, so I can inform
1: the public." <laughs> do, like, do, what a, do you think Ubisoft? Wait, do you think Ubisoft Connect could end up being on the Xbox platform? Because sometimes uh, they have other subservices.
0: Potentially, I mean, they are doing. So okay, so the, we didn't talk about it. I guess it was just last week. That's why we didn't, or maybe it was a week before. But that Luna service on Amazon, which is. Kind of their answer to GeForce now, and Stadia and all that. Um, they're 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 aiming more for a Netflix model, which is they're going to have a bunch of games you can stream, and you just pay whatever it is a month. They'll have a free tier and then a and then a paid tier. Um, but one of the things they announced is they're going to do like like they do a TV. If you have Amazon Prime Video, you can add on services, so you can be like, oh, I really want HBO, so you can HBO can be added as an add on. Uh, I want Showtime that can be added as an add- on well in this case they're going to do it with gaming services and the first one that was announced is Ubisoft so for an extra i guess it's wow. just the flat this is the same rate it's like for fifteen bucks, you get Ubisoft with your thing that you're doing with Amazon Luna and so in theory they could make hmm. a deal with Microsoft i can't see why they wouldn't for x, for x cloud why wouldn't they? right i mean then that makes luna very appealing all of a sudden i agree it does and luna has a because, free tier but yeah. i don't know how it works um also um, i don't think it's full public yet i think it's still by invite i'm not sure actually about that
1: let's uh, not underestimate amazon they're really trying to get their foot into the video game market and i don't think they're going to give up because they have twitch behind them you know yeah so. plus this could be
0: a way in you know a, a real way in for them and not just them trying to force a MMO down our throat. Although that MMO has some pretty good buzz around it. So maybe that thing will be good. I don't know. Uh, well, all right then. Good experiences all around in the world of video games. But now. That's a good question. We have an email to read. This is from Dominic, who wrote in to talk to the core at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. Talk to the core at gmail.com is the email address. You're encouraged to use it every time you want to. Every time you want to? Every time you want to is the every, word I mean.
2: Every time.
0: Yep, I every did time. a typo in the words I said. It's so dumb. Anyway, Dominic wrote in says, Hey guys, long time listener, first time writing in. I just listened to the latest episode with John and Bo talking about Hades. And I was curious, this actually might be a little older. I was curious if any of you guys have heard of Chr- uh, uh, sorry Chronicon. It is a recently new game that is on Steam. It is a top-down, isometric, Diablo-like game that I think you guys would absolutely enjoy. Has anyone here heard of it? Because I went and looked oh, it up. No. Okay, so Chronicron... Oh, I don't have the link here. Hold on. I meant to put it in the notes. Uh, uh, I own this game, um, and it is like a 2D... Uh, how do I explain this? It's like a top-down 2D thing. I got it when it was in early access, and I honestly I haven't checked it in a while, so I don't know how it looks now. I guess it's in full release. But it played just like Diablo. Like... The loot the mm-hmm. loot uh, grind felt the same the levels being ge- randomly generated, the kind of people you'd fight the the way you'd build out your character classes, warping around the world once you'd unlock your little warp uh, things and all that very, very Diablo, but done in the style of like a sixteen bit zelda game or something but dark
1: yeah like it it, so i'm looking at the trailer it doesn't look super impressive but i see overwhelmingly positive on the store and that's not nothing yeah people love um yeah so
0: i liked it it was fun i mean it has it's all the gameplay elements are there it's just presented in a a way that at first glance on a static screen you'd be like oh well that looks like you know some another 16-bit indie big shocker but apparently
1: these guys are like incredibly well uh, if it's the real deal and it, like I, I imagine it because it's diablo there's a lot of variety with equipment gear mm-hmm. spells abilities all that stuff and if it's fun to do those things then then it's diablo
0: well here's the here's the game features five large and varied acts each with their own storyline and play uh, to play through four unique classes the templar berserker warden and warlock procedurally generated dungeons and areas each playthrough is different Local co-op with four players, same machine, requires one Xbox, and they just made a remote play together, fully supported, 400 unique-plus items uh, with, uh, with design special powers, over 700 items with randomized enchants and qualities, uh, build-changing powers and powerful set items, over 900 skills, abilities,
1: and perks to oh, learn wow. and improve. I mean, it's a deep, that's a deep game. And it even said the first uh, review I see here is the trailer on the Steam page doesn't do this game justice. It's extremely well-crafted ARPG.
0: Yeah, people okay. like
1: it. So uh, I own this. I need to f-
0: dust it off. It's been a while. It was in early access, and it's when I only like
1: twelve yes, <laughs> dollars.
0: Yeah, it's cheap. Eleven ninety nine or eleven nineteen on Steam right now. So
1: check okay. it out. Well, also, I'm, Color Me Curious. Thanks for the recommendation, man. If
0: I had a, if my memory serves, I had a really cool soundtrack as well. Um, I think I remember that. And also gets really frantic, like Diablo, like big explosions and skeleton bones flying everywhere, and you know. They they figured and out your a way. Their ability is going out. nuts
1: too. <laughs>
0: yeah, and for being that cheap, it seems like a no brainer. Anyway, thanks for the recommendation. We appreciate it, Dominic. And that is gonna do it for the show. Uh, if you guys stick around, we're gonna play some junk junk box. What am I trying to say? Jackbox <laughs> games <laughs> with uh, with our friends Kyle and Kristen of TWBD fame, and of course other things. So if you want to stick around and watch that, uh, you're welcome to. We're gonna stream it, so that'll be right after this. All right, Bo, before we go, do you have any words of wisdom for the people at home?
1: Um, always bring your axes to a Viking raid. Oh, perfect. Bo
0: Don't forget them at home. Okay, there you go. John, anything from you?
2: Uh, if you find yourself in Valhalla, uh, you know, do, do whatever you want but it turns out rules very limited around vikings you don't (laughs) need me to tell you what to do
0: fantastic i only have one piece of advice to give and that is to support us at patreon.com slash core show there are many benefits to doing so primary among them is supporting your favorite video game podcast so go show your love at patreon.com slash tms frogpants.com slash tms tms sorry patreon.com slash core (laughs) show frogpants.com slash core forget what show i'm on for a minute We're at CorPod on Twitter, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. You can follow us all. We can hang out there as well. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at frogpants.com.